I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Pacific. One last message for one last episode of Season 2. First, thanks for waiting so patiently. We had to just sneak in one more delay for this season. But before we get to this episode, I want to tell you about a few audio dramas I love. The first is a Fate Crafter show that I've been a long time listener to. Cantoro de Historias. In English, that's Storyteller. It's an anthology audio drama Brazilian Portuguese podcast telling stories from different genres, ranging from children's folklore to thriller, sci-fi, and much, much more. Audio storytelling is magical, and the only limit it has is your imagination. So whether you want to listen to folklore creatures living inside a book, a man locked in a creepy hotel room with no way out, or a hacker in the future challenging the government, this is your place. Welcome, children and adults, to The Storyteller. Next... I want to give some shout-outs to three of my favorite audio drama podcasts out there. First up, What's the Frequency, written by James Oliva. If you haven't heard it before, it's a show that me and some of the cast members from Lake Clarity have worked on. It's a bizarre, noir audio drama with the most amazing soundscape I've ever heard. Highly recommend you check it out. Next is The White Fault, a show that I actually had the pleasure on working on for the last few months. If you're interested in hearing more of my work, I highly recommend you check out White Vault Artifact. Otherwise, the first season is chilling, gripping, and one of the most interesting audio dramas I've ever listened to. Outside of having strong writing, it also has a bilingual cast, which makes for some very interesting storytelling. And lastly, Station Blue. I feel the best way to go into this show is to know almost nothing about it. But listen to it, and be ready to be terrified. And just one last note before I let you get to the episode. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. There you can listen to this episode without this super long rambly ad at the beginning. Also, 10% of all of our proceeds go to different mental health organizations. So if you want to support us as creators, and also some good causes, and get some swag out of it too, check out our Patreon. Link is in the description below. And without further ado, the finale of Lake Clarity Season 2. Lake Clarity. Hey, it's Sam Parsons. I'm likely out saving the world or reporting on someone who did. So, leave it. 
message after the Hey Sam, I just got into Netherland and it sounds like you still don't have the signal, so I guess I'm just going to hang around here for a while and hopefully I see you soon. Please call me back. God damn it, Sam. I just wish you were actually talking to me, but no, you're off with your dumb friend and ugh. It's fine. It's fine. Hello, ma'am. Hey there. How can I help you today? I actually have an odd question. I may have an odd answer. My name is Natalie, and I think my girlfriend Sam was staying here. Oh, the reporter? Yep, that's the one. Yes, in fact, she did stay here. Right. And do you know if she's here right now? I've been trying to get a hold of her all day, but her phone... No reception? Yeah, happens all the time up here. Sometimes I even have trouble with the landlines. <laughs> Crazy, so... So... Is she in? Oh, so sorry. One of those days, you know. Um, no. Sam actually checked out earlier today. Around noon, I believe. Uh-huh. I see. And you don't know where she might be, do you? Hmm. Well, I think I saw her leave with Steve. He's the town historian. I know. All right, well then, thanks a bunch for your help. Oh. Hmm? I just saw her walk by. Where? Go out the door, take a left. I think I saw Sam in the parking lot. Finally, catching a break. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Sam! Sam, hey, wait up. What the heck is wrong with you? Didn't you hear me calling? I, uh, hello. Is that all you have to say? I've been trying to reach you all damn day. I've been fucking worried sick because you basically dropped off the face of the earth again. And all you have to say is a hello? I'm sorry, that's just not going to cut it. Sorry. Sorry? Wow. Okay, then. Fine. I guess you're in one of your moods. I guess I'll just drive back to Denver and wait for you to decide you want to talk to me again. Thanks. Wait. Yes? I must go home. Yeah? You finally ready to stop obsessing over this project? Yes. Well, I'm glad we're making some progress. Where's your car? I parked just around the corner. Car. Far. How far are we talking? Damn. Damn what? No. I must go to the dam. Oh, you left it over there? Did you walk back into town? Yes. I don't see why you just left your car outside of town, but whatever. Let's go. The fuck? Are you coming or not? If you're going to keep giving me the cold shoulder, you can walk back to your car. All right, then. Let's head back into town. Maybe we can see if anyone at the clinic saw Rob recently. You don't think whoever might have taken Rob will take us if they catch us poking around, do you? Well, 
The thought hadn't crossed my mind, but now that you mention it... Nope. You're right. We should try and find Rob. He can help us sort this all out. Hey, Steve. Do you mind if we look around for Natalie, too? Oh, of course. Why? Did something happen? No, I think she's just worried about me. She left a voicemail saying she was coming up to Ned. I'm sure it'd put her at ease to know we're safe. But are we? Ow! What? It's a legitimate question! Let's just go. Are you okay, dude? Yeah, I'm fine. Why? Don't take this the wrong way, but you're being kind of aggressive. sorry. It's just... There's a lot on my plate right now. Is there anything I can do to help? No. Just take me to Ned. I think I'll feel better when I see Natalie. Aye, aye, Captain. That's all the confirmation I needed. Cornell thought... The thought that he'd be safe if he sent a journalist and a historian to Site 5? Well... It doesn't matter. You're coming with me and we're going to put an end to the whole charade. Tanner, they don't know where he is. None of us do. I think he'll come out to retrieve his precious file. That's his magnum opus. I seriously doubt that he'll let it out of his grasp so easily. If you say so. Where are we going? (laughs) And they said you were the brainiac? We're following the bait. Should I just pull into the parking lot? Yeah, that'll be fine. I might drop by the hotel real quick to see if Natalie stopped in to see me. Didn't you check out earlier today? Yeah, but I feel it might have been the first place she looked. Alright, lead the way. Can I just say your girlfriend is so sweet? I see why you two get along so well. Yeah, she's pretty wonderful. Oh, so I assume she stopped by to see me? Yes. Uh, Do you know where she is now? Oh, did you guys get separated? I'm sorry. Last time I saw her was right before you two met up. What do you mean? Oh, well, Natalie, that's her name, right? She stopped in asking where you were, and as she was leaving, I saw you outside. So... She went out to meet up with you. But I haven't seen her since then. Uh, I'm sorry, but what? She left here with someone else? Uh, I, uh, I was pretty sure it was you. I saw you through the window. I haven't been in town since this morning. Oh, I see. I must have sent her to the wrong person. (laughs) How odd. I could have sworn it was you. You don't have any idea where she might have gone afterwards, do you? I'm sorry, I don't. That's fine. Thank you so much for your help, Courtney. Of course. Sorry I can't help you more. Don't sweat it. Come on, Steve. Wait, you're forgetting something. What? Rob! Oh, God, it entirely slipped my mind. Courtney? Yeah? You haven't seen Rob today, have you? I don't believe so. But I've also been trapped behind this desk since 7 a.m., so there's a lot I don't see. Have you already tried the clinic? Nope, that's our next stop. Bye, guys. Good luck. See you, Courtney. Bye.
was weird. The whole Natalie thing? Yeah, a little bit. I'm sure, just... Uh, who else could it have been? Could have been anyone, really. There's plenty of young people living in Netherlands nowadays. I guess so. Rob has to be at the clinic, right? Either there or his home. Does he live far? Nope, just around the corner. Alright, let's check the clinic first, and then if he's not there, we'll check his home. Rob was nowhere to be found. In fact, he hadn't even called into work that day, and it seemed his co-workers were growing concerned that something might have happened to him. Steve and I took it upon ourselves to visit his house, just to make sure everything was alright. When we arrived at Rob's house, the front door was open, just a crack. We can't just go in, can we? Legally, no. But we are here to check up on our friend, and his door is open. I think we have to just to make sure everything's okay, right? You're right. Inside, all the lights were off. Even in the middle of the day, it was pretty dark. Cautiously, Steve and I made our way through the cozy home, past framed photos of Rob with his friends and family, various nerdy knickknacks, and into his kitchen. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary, save for the lack of Rob. Rob? Are you here? We're just checking to make sure you're okay. Rob! After sweeping through the first floor and finding nothing, we checked upstairs and still found nothing. That's when Steve had the idea to drive back to Cornell's house. He thought that maybe if we could get inside, we could see if Cornell had left another note for us. As we were running pretty short on leads, I agreed. We headed back to Steve's car and we drove out of town. But on our way, we passed Natalie's car by the side of the road. Steve, stop the car! Wait, what's up? That's Natalie's car! She's here! At the dam? I guess. Steve, I don't see her anywhere. There's a little trail. It's just past where the fence ends. Over there. See it? Do you think she went that way? There's not really anywhere else to go. Where does it lead? To the base of the reservoir. Lead the way. The hike down was long and full of switchbacks. Steve and I lost the trail more than once. Any other day, I'm sure I wouldn't have minded going off trail. Or taking our time to enjoy the golden leaves of pale aspen trees. Or the crystal clear creek that was running parallel to us for most of our hike. Instead, I was anxious. We had lost contact with the secret scientist society. And now Natalie was missing, and perhaps it was just my baby gut speaking up. But something did not feel right. About half an hour after Steve and I had started our hike, we came upon a rest area with a few picnic tables set up and a breathtaking view of the river. This was the fork in the road. Either you could continue further down the mountain or you could start hiking back upwards. Steve thought we should head back, just wait for Natalie at her car. That way she can't miss us. But I insisted we continued forward. We had come to a standstill when I noticed something out of place. There was a small, almost hidden trail behind a broken banister and an all-too-familiar dark stain, just like the one I'd seen in the bunker and on the hatch. Do you see this? You're kidding. More blood? We have to check it out. It might lead us to Natalie. I'm sure it was just some wildlife that scraped itself on the broken wood. I'm going down this trail. I gotta try, Steve. Steve was reluctant, but eventually followed. The trail took lots of twists and turns, and at one point I was certain we had lost the trail. But we pressed on, and eventually we emerged in a large clearing, surrounded by aspen trees. Natalie was on the ground. I rushed to her side. She was unconscious and had a large cut on her forehead and scratches across her arms. 
I picked her up, but her body was limp. Natalie, wake up! Please wake up! Steve, come here! Help! You have first aid experience, right? Is she okay? Move aside. I, I need to lay her down. Okay. Uh, what can I do to help? It's faint, but she's breathing. Sam, in my bag, there's an old shirt. Hand it to me. Okay. What are you going to do with it? I'm hoping my dirty shirt smells gross enough to wake her up. <gasps> it worked! Hey, how are you doing? Get away from me, Samantha. Whoa, I know I didn't call, but I tried looking for you. You're awful, and right now I don't think I can be near you. Natalie, I'm sorry. Sorry doesn't make up for my cuts and bruises. What do you mean? What happened? You attacked me, Sam. No, I didn't. I I drove you here to get your car. Then you took me out to this clearing, and you just went berserk. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry, Natalie, but I've been with Sam all day. That didn't happen. No? Then who left this gash on my head? Oh, Sam, in my bag there's a first aid kit. Hand me the gauze. Ah... Thank you. I assume you're the great Steve I've heard so much about? Yeah, this is... Steve Blackwell. I've heard a lot about you. Wow. Quite a name. Thank you. Runs in the family. Ha. I feel that. Natalie, are you okay? I'm fine. Natalie, I didn't attack you. Then someone wearing your face did. What the fuck? You scared me. I reiterate, what the fuck? That's not me. We were all baffled. Standing right before us was a perfect copy of me. If I wasn't crouched next to Natalie, I would have sworn I was looking at my reflection. No, I'm not you. Not quite. Not really. In the span of just a few seconds, my doppelganger molded, melted, shifted, and suddenly it wasn't me standing there anymore, but a little girl. No older than ten, wearing a fluffy purple coat and a knit white hat, with a purple flower. I had seen this little girl before. You're the missing girl! Oh my god, it's Jane! What are you? Lost. Where's your home? The little girl pointed past all of us in the direction of Netherland. You're from town? No, Sam, she's from the bunker. Bunker? The bunker, yes, the lake! Are you from beneath the lake? Yes, from beneath the sea. What do you mean? You're from the ocean? No, no, I think she just doesn't know the difference between sea and lake. To her, it's just a body of water. How do you know that? History buff, duh. When Europeans first landed here, some Native American tribes had only one word for water, rather than words for river, lake, sea, and so on. So you're from the bunker. Someone made you? Yes, I was made. In a different place. A different place? Like the anomaly? Oh my god, yeah, what if Jane... Er, it came from the anomaly? Anomaly? I don't understand. Just like that, the little girl standing in front of us stopped talking. A bright red hole emerged. Jane, or the thing that looked like Jane, had been shot in the head. The little girl's body fell, and moments later, Ranger Tanner and two other rangers I'd never seen before came barreling out of the woods. Oh no. No, no, no. No. She's... Guys, we need to get out of here. I didn't know who shot the doppelganger, or who the two rangers behind Tanner were, but everything in me screamed that we needed to go. 
Stop. No one move a muscle. Tanner bagged the body. Affirmative. Samantha Parsons, Steve Blackwell, and Natalie Washington. I am now hereby detaining you. Rangers can't detain... Department of Defense, ma'am. Please do not resist. Hey, watch it! What the fuck is going on? And just like that, I could see my investigation had gone too far. Whether it was chance or fate, I had found the one story that changed my life forever. Samantha Parsons. I'd like to ask you some questions. Don't I get a lawyer? No. This is off the books. I promise your cooperation will go a long way. Fine. How did you first hear about Lake Clarity? Town ghost stories. Everyone in town seemed to have something to say about Lake Clarity. And from there, you took it upon yourself to investigate? Yeah. I related to the case on a personal level. Please, elaborate. My sister went missing when I was young. I wanted to do some good and discover what happened to these kids. The three dead bodies wasn't enough. Allie was missing. I thought I could find her. Do you have her? No, we do not. Finding Ally Sutton is one of our top priorities. It is? What leads have you found? I've been investigating for a while, but I keep hitting dead ends and- Samantha, please. Your skills as an investigator are particularly remarkable. I thought you'd be a useful asset to our team. What? You're offering me a job? You'd be able to learn things that you never would working for some radio station. What would this job entail? Putting together pieces and covering our tracks. You knew where to look. And it's of utmost importance that we don't have a repeat of this incident. And if I don't accept? You walk free after signing an NDA. For obvious reasons, we can't have any information regarding Site 5 being leaked to the public. Hmm. And if I do accept? Then you start now. All right. I'd have to call Eric. No, you wouldn't. You'll be given a new identity. It's imperative that all our operatives are free of connections. Who are you people? Sam, I'd love to tell you. Sign this, and I can. the voicemail of Natalie Churchill. Please leave a message. Hey Natalie, it's Steve. You probably know that. I hope you're doing alright. I know Sam loved you, even if you guys were fighting. There was so much that she told me about you. And I know that she knew you loved her too. I... I'll see you at the funeral. 
by Natalie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.